0: You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode nine. And if you've ever said to your teen, just do your best, or the results don't matter, it's the effort that you put in that's important in an effort to try to keep them calm or relieve that pressure when it comes to exams and assessment, then this episode is for you. I'm Katie Jones and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hi VIPs, today I want to share with you something that I talked about in our recent five-day parent Facebook group, the five-step plan for parents of teens aiming high in exams. That was a nice little accidental poetry moment I had in coming up for the name and the focus for that five-day group. And I am not a creative poetry person at all. But here's what I want to talk to you about. I know from the comments and the emails that I received through those five days and beyond that this issue and the perspective that I shared on it, my experience with it, really resonated with so many of the parents there and has made them think a little bit differently about how they support their teens in their study and how they go about trying to alleviate some of the pressure and the stress that they often feel. That's the that's the pressure and the stress on the students. But I know that you as parents can feel that as well during exam blocks and this whole theme actually follows on really nicely from the last episode episode eight which was parent versus coach so be sure to listen to that one as well if you haven't already so let's talk about that phrase just do your best I have said it to students my parents said it to me and chances are that some at some point you have said it or something similar to your teen as well And it comes from a really positive and good place. It is coming from the fact that you, of course, love your child no matter what, that their worthiness is not attached to the numbers or the letters on their assessments or their report card, and that their future career and success and lifetime happiness are not dependent on whether they get a certain grade or not. But I want to share with you why I do my best, (laughs) pun intended, to not say it to students anymore. Since I started seeing the sneaky and not so great effects that it can actually have on students, especially those who are already trying their best, because that phrase just do your best or other variations on it like it's not about the results, it's just about putting in your best effort or it doesn't matter what result you get, the results don't matter as long as you just try hard. They can actually do the opposite of creating what you want with them. Things like having a good work ethic or keeping up their motivation. Now stick with me here because I will explain how this is happening, how I've seen this happen and why. The problem is that Just do your best, that phrase, it's really coming from an underlying belief that great results for your teen in their study come at the expense of them having a great life balance that achieving top grades means lots of stress studying into the small hours sacrificing their mental health perhaps giving up on hobbies perhaps and time with their friends and family now I am not saying that great results do not require hard work but I do know that probably every student could be studying more strategically and efficiently than they are right now. And I say that from a place of that being true for me as well. As a student, for sure, I definitely didn't study in the most effective ways. And I'm sure there are things that I'm doing right now in my work and my life that are also not as effective as they could be. And it's no wonder that we might have that belief. There is plenty of evidence for this. Experiences that have shaped and strengthened that belief that great results come at the expense of sacrificing other important things in life. For a start, there are all of the media reports of the stress and the pressure on students today. There's news stories around their mental health and for good reason. This definitely is an issue for many teens and so that's why you're working to try and alleviate or reduce some of that for them. And on a personal level, you might have seen your team study really hard for an exam or putting hours upon hours of effort and time for a research project or an essay or assignment, but then end up with a disappointing result. Whatever disappointing is for them. You might have thought it was a good result, but they had higher hopes or expectations for themselves. Or you might have both felt pretty deflated by it, maybe even frustrated, perhaps a little bit confused. Or you might be in the situation where your teen is working really hard and is getting the top results that they want. But now they kind of feel like they have to keep up that level of work. They feel that achieving those results requires that amount of work and time and effort from them. So they're afraid that if they take their foot off the gas, things will start start to sort of fall apart and they're worried that they're gonna risk their grades dropping if they change how they study because this is really all that they know. It's kind of worked for them pretty much so far. And so of course, you're likely then concerned about, well, how sustainable is this for them to keep working at that level? Maybe you're worried about burnout or about the amount of sleep that they're getting or the impacts on other areas of their life. I remember speaking with a dad of one of my 10 WGT and coaching students before she started the program. His daughter was in year nine. She's a high achiever, both academically and in athletics and sports. She had many big goals and aspirations. And she was spending so much time on every assignment, working so many hours, studying so hard for exams. And he was like, if this is what life is like now in year nine... I can't even imagine what things are going to be like once we reach those senior years. And so it makes sense that if it really did come down to that choice of mental health and happiness or amazing grades, of course, you're going to err on the side of the results don't matter, just do your best because you don't want them to not care at all. You want them to give it their best shot, but you also want them to not get too disheartened if it doesn't go so well. And that right there is the problem with this idea of your teen doing their best no matter the results. Because whilst I know that many parents, of course, do want their children to succeed in their study so they have as many options possible for them to be open to them in the future, what you want even more is for them to be confident, to have self-belief and pride, to be motivated, to have a sense of calmness, but happiness and excitement in their lives. And fortunately, or unfortunately, all of these are linked. When students achieve the result that they were going for that they wanted when they get to feel that success experience the sense of achievement that comes from working hard for something that they want and then actually hitting their goals they feel proud of themselves they believe in themselves and those in turn increase their levels of motivation. We are so much more motivated to do something when we believe that it is going to pay off for us. And here's the key. When they know exactly how they did it, When they know how they achieved those goals, when it wasn't down to luck or a fluke, it was down to them and the way that they did something, it boosts their confidence. Because confidence comes from being successful in something and doing it in a controlled way, in a way that you know you can replicate. But therefore, likewise, this can also, of course, go the other way. There can be an upwards positive spiral or a downward negative spiral because when they put in their best effort, if they do their best and they don't get the result they wanted, then that, of course, can then dent their confidence. It does the opposite of boosting their pride and self-belief. And yes, we can, of course, use these situations as opportunities to build resilience. For sure, that is a really important character trait to have and to build and to practice. But let's face it, if they keep getting up and knocked back down again, working hard, but not getting the results, and that happens time and again, can we honestly expect them to want to keep working hard on every single task? Are they really going to want to keep putting in all of those hours and hours of effort if the results don't show that it makes any difference? Eventually, their confidence and motivation are going to be eroded. And we risk them either starting to give up, reducing and scaling back their goals and aspirations for themselves, But we also risk their motivation and work ethic declining. And most of all, we risk them thinking that no matter how hard I try, I will never achieve the results I want. I remember seeing this with a student many years ago when I was tutoring. Now, I'm sure this has happened to many students that I've come across in life, but there was one specific time that I absolutely remember so vividly because she had achieved an A- in a particular task. And yes, this was a great result, but she was still a little disappointed. She had put in a ton of time and effort and really, really wanted to get an A. And in one of our sessions... She went through this with me. She asked me how to get the A. She was like, how can I get that A? I wanna know. And it wasn't for an assignment that I'd actually set or marked for her and worked with her on. So I took a look through it, and it really was a high-quality piece that she had submitted. I was disappointed that she was disappointed in her result, if that makes sense, because she'd done a great job and I just really wanted her to be delighted with that A minus. I wanted her to be happy with it. And I told her that. I was like, oh my goodness, this is fantastic. You really should be pleased with this result and what you've done. And in that moment, here's what I saw. She didn't say it, but I saw it in her face. She was actually then even more disappointed. In fact, I would probably say the right word is more like defeated, she took my response to mean that I just didn't really believe it was possible or maybe even that she could do it. I was basically telling her to stick with the A- because that's what she should be happy with and there was no point really in going for the A. She wanted someone to not dampen down that fire and motivation that she had inside of her. She wanted someone to say, okay, you want an A? Awesome. I totally believe you can do it. Let's help you get it. Let's figure out how to do it. And I will also tell you what else was going on as well here. I responded in that way saying, you should be totally happy with the A- minus because I wasn't totally sure how to help her get the A. It wasn't in my subject specialism. I didn't have the assessment and examiner experience back then that I have now. And I didn't really know back then how to actually help her achieve those very top criteria in that particular task. And so I think this is the same for, of course, so many parents. Understandably, they aren't always sure exactly how to help their teen get that exact result that they want. I didn't have the expertise as a teacher to do that outside of my subject area. So how a parent's supposed to do that across all of the different subjects and at the different levels that your teen will be studying at. So instead of leaving them hanging with their disappointment, it feels like the way to try to make them feel better about the result they got is to then tell them the result doesn't matter or it's the effort that matters or they should be happy with what they got or as long as they did their best, that's what's important. But you know what? It doesn't work. They don't believe us. It doesn't stop them still harboring that goal, that aspiration, wanting to go after the results that they really want. So I'll share with you how I now go about it a different way these days. I can honestly say that experience with that student was one of the sparks that did lead me onto this journey that I am on right now to find out exactly what students can do, need to do to achieve their goals and how to help them. So that rather than saying, okay, how about we just be happy with where we are at this grade or level? Now I am all about saying, okay, let's see what we can do about that. Let's figure out what skills or techniques or strategies are currently missing from your study toolkit. Which ones are going to move the needle for you the most? Not because the result is going to define you, Not because it's critical to achieve that goal, that grade, but because there is value in going for the goal, because we want to stoke that fire, not try to dampen down the flames. And I want to help them see what they are truly capable of when they have the right system, support, feedback and training. So if you're wondering what to do or what to say instead of something like, just do your best, (laughs) then I recommend you have a go at doing the same, getting curious, asking questions about what they think is going on, what they want and why they want it and where they're at, how they can get to where they want to be. Find out what their missing piece or pieces of the puzzle are. And that's why I not only put my all into training and coaching students to help make this happen, but also share so much of my information and strategies with you, the parent. That's one of the goals of this podcast, to help you figure out where your teen's missing piece or pieces of their study puzzle are. Now, don't worry. I am not suggesting that you then try to tutor them and train them in the skills. That's what I created, the 10-week grade transformation program and next level coaching for. But just to help you see what might really be going on and know that there is a solution and see that your teen can have both a healthier life balance and amazing results and if you would love for your team to get the training the skills and strategies to have them maximizing their return on efforts and have them actually knowing how to study smarter, not harder, and take that action that will get them on the path to their goals, then I want to invite you to enroll them into the 10 week grade transformation program. It's the first step in the process of becoming skilled, confident, and successful as a student. And then they can, if they choose, go on to become a next level coaching member where we'll action, apply, and hone, and automate those skills, techniques, and strategies accurately And effectively. So I hope you have an amazing week and here's to going after goals in a strategic and sustainable way, in a way that enables your teen to achieve huge success and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.